Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, I want to have an open discussion about straight versus gay ABDL events. Granted, not a lot of events are labeled as being gay or being straight, but certain events lend themselves to a certain demographic. For example, Diaper Active in Los Angeles is open to everyone, but in my experience, gay men make up most of the attendees. I bring up this topic because my friend Diaperverve told me that she feels more comfortable at quote-unquote gay events than she does at straight events. We cover a range of topics and compare them from the straight and gay perspective. I hope you listen unreserved to my conversation with Diaperperv. Well, thank you, Diaperverve, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm excited about this topic. Yes. So the topic we're talking about is just like the differences between, you know, gay centric kink ABDL events versus straight centric ABDL events. And I thought this was an interesting topic because, you know, I think we both been to diaper active, both Mm -hmm. a welcoming spot, but you told me that you feel more comfortable at diaper active versus like maybe like a straight centric ABDL event. I do. And that answer is going to be simple yet complicated. Um, I feel like I feel comfortable at diaper active. So first of all, that is the only gay leaning diaper ABDL event I have gone to. I've not gone to any of the other ones, um, which I'm not even sure if I know all the other ones. I know there's diapered in the desert and is Camp Chomp a kind of gay leaning event? I want to say, right, that's another thing, like, n- events don't usually say like, oh, we're gay centric or, or any right. of that. It's just kind of like whoever shows up, it's kind of like, oh, I guess this is a, this is a gay event. Right. <laughs> or, or this is like, a, this is like a, a, a guy event, right? Because maybe like cis males or like, um, guys show up to the event, to the event, and it kind of becomes kind of gay centric. But you're right, like events usually don't write, we're gay centric. Exactly. Except for diaper active. I think the last poster, it says like gay diaper boys or something like that. Right. And they had go-go dancers. Yeah. Yeah. Which I missed in the last one. Dang it. Oh, no. Oh, no. The first one I went to had um, gay go-go dancers. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I went into that space and I saw the cute boy dancing in his very soggy diapers. I like literally went right up to the stage and put my face in his crotch. You're like, can I get a can I get a whiff? Thank you. Yes. And then it kind of leaked. On your face? He leaked yeah, on my your face. face. Yeah. But you you loved every second of it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I know that's kind of dirty and nasty, but whatever. I didn't even know this person. It was just some random guy dancing. But that's like the event to do it. But why do yes! you Yes! That's exactly. how I 
feel that's the event to do it. So right away, I felt comfortable that I could just be my pervy self because I felt like the more sexual things would be accepted. So I've never been to a straight centric event. Is there not, is being pervy and being a little overly sexual looked down upon? Here's the thing. I've been to straight events and because of, I guess, how other people are acting, I feel, I guess, peer pressured, like in that environment and just reading the space that I can't be my full self mm. or I'm not sure how to navigate it if that makes sense no that makes sense and I'm kind of feeling that now in kind of my vanilla life because you know I've lived in San Francisco I've lived in LA those are very both sex positive places Santa Barbara really doesn't have a a one they don't really have a gay hub so there's not a whole lot of gays around oh and so I've kind of noticed that when I go to like these gay socials in town, I feel like restricted a little bit because I'm like, I just want to be like flirty, sexual, you know, fun. But I feel like I don't want to be come off as like, like what you said, a perv or come off as like a, <laughs> a slut predator. Or so. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. But you're talking about just general gay events, right? Right. Like, but I think we kind of touch on the same thing about how like it's weird how different environments allow us to be our authentic selves, right? Like mm -hmm. at Diaper Active, it allows you to be your pervy, overly sexual self where it kind of seems like you're saying that in straight events, you're kind of like restricted a little bit. But maybe because the straight events that I've gone to were very little centric as well. So when mm. you get in there, then there are people in little headspace. There's a lot of little activities going on, like people coloring or making crafts. And no one's really doing the pervy type stuff. So it's, it's more little space focused. So side note on that, do you mm. feel like little events can't be sexual? I don't know because I've never really seen or participated in sexual stuff in like Little's events other than Capcom and I guess West Coast Jungle Gym. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I kind of feel that sometimes too at like sometimes at, at events or like when I meet up with people, right? Like maybe I meet up with someone on Twitter or something mm -hmm. and we're both like, let's be little. And then of course I want like, you know, I get horny and like, I want to start rubbing, but I'm like, oh, but we're in this little space. So am I allowed to be horny when I'm in a little space? Right? Like those right. are the thoughts that are going through my mind when all right. this is happening. I guess the easiest way to broach that is just to ask them straight out, like, hey, is little space sexual for you? Are diaper sexual for you? Right. No, that's super important is to, you know, what is allowed, what isn't allowed before a scene starts. So when you're playing, do you just ask like, hey, can I check your diaper? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, <laughs> I feel like I kind of do it like in a flirty way. Like I remember... There was this one boy here in Santa Barbara, and I think it, I was like his first diaper up. Like I was the first person to put him in a diaper. And 
we were like cuddling on the couch and I kind of just put it like my hand on his thigh and I was like, Hey, like, do you want me to check your diaper? And he was like, yeah. And so I put like, put it on the front and then uh-huh. I could tell he was getting into it. And so it was like a lot of like body signals and vibes and stuff, but if they hump your hand back, then that's a good right. one. If, if they hump it back, that's <laughs> not a no. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, but like I did like what, right. before I started going full ham on him, I was like, are you okay yeah. with this? And he's like, yeah, chill, yeah. Like, I'm totally fine. But there was a moment of beginning where I was like, we're both being little. We're both being baby. Like, am I allowed to do this? Right. So imagine being in that situation, but you're in a, a big room with a ton of other littles and some bigs and some people, and there's a bunch of people like doing little stuff. So I feel like when I'm in that environment with straight people, I I don't know what to do because I don't want to offend anybody. Like when there's other women, I, I don't know if they're going to be offended if little space is sexual for them or if they're gonna get creeped out by me even asking you know like if if an if a scene was going on near them whereas I feel like with the the gay diaper boys um it's pretty much sexual for like like yes like a huge majority and that's what happens do you do you feel like um I mean, it's interesting that you would, that you, I mean, I would do it too, but let's deep dive into like, why does it matter what they think? <sighs> I think women were brought up at, from a young age to, I don't know, not want to be judged, to mm. be seen as a certain way. And women judge other women so harshly. I don't know if it's like that with gay men or oh, not. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but women, it's, you know, really bad. So when you get judged a lot or bullied or whatever at a young age, then it kind of sticks with you. I feel, it, with men, is it more like like physical judgments? Like, oh, this guy doesn't work out. or. I mean, I I've know. never, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's that, those underlying essences of like oh you know he's not put together like what's going on there or mm-hmm. like you know he's asking a lot of weird questions like does he not get the social cues and stuff but okay it's kind of like that it, yeah it's kind of the same but do you feel yeah. like if you at these straight events if you started just becoming sexual do you think you would get like the scarlet red letter thrusted upon you and that every now every time you go to another event you're going to be like, oh, there's pervs being pervy. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Unless I know I'm in like a big enough environment where, where I don't know, I feel more comfortable in like the bigger environment it is. Like at Capcom, I feel more comfortable doing that. Mm. If I know I'm in my element, like I know, okay, I know these people and they're cool with this and they're cool with this behavior so i don't really care at that point have you ever had another woman come up to you saying saying something along the lines of like oh i love how freeing you are being pervy or any of that yeah i have 
So you do get women that are like, oh, like I really enjoy what you're giving off. Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you think if there was more of you, there would be more of this like, let's just be women and let's be pervy? Yes. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, I think I'm setting a good example for people who are into that to, sh to show that they can be free or enjoy this in a consensual manner. Um, yeah, I, but I still can't get myself to like fully relax when there are both genders and I see people being in little space. Maybe because the gay events, it seems like they're less little centric activities and it's more about just having fun and doing whatever and drinking or just hanging out in diapers. But, you know, they're not all like coloring or doing an activity that requires right. focus. Do you think it also has to be do with like environment? Because I know for a lot of like in San Francisco, all the ABDL events that I went to were like at bars or like in the park oh. where there was like a changing tent. So it kind of allowed this like, oh, we could like go into the tent and do like, do something naughty. Where, where are usually these straight events being held? Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about the Vegas ones. So the Vegas munches, when it's cool out, it's at a park. And yes, I do bring tents for changes. I actually bring two tents because sometimes one tent isn't enough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, not that like people are like just hogging the tents just because we have a smaller tent and a bigger tent yeah. that can fit like five people. Um, yeah, so that's a public space. So obviously, like nothing pervy ever happens at a public space. Right. And at the munch slash play party, um, I guess in the public areas, nothing really pervy happens. It's very chill and very almost vanilla like like a munch at a restaurant or something okay. and yeah and then at the new indoor location there are several bedrooms that people can do changes and pervier stuff um yeah but nothing really pervy happened except for the time that donnie was there <laughs> uh do you think that has like do you think that has an overarching effect on how on like what events we go to right like for me diapers are very sexual for me so I noticed that I usually like to go to like the bar events or go to like the house parties because then I know all right yeah. when I'm in public I can be as sexual or pervy as I want do you think if these straight events were hosted more at bars that that would allow more sexual pervy play no, I don't think so. Not in a straight bar because it seems like, like to me, this is just my opinion only mm -hmm. um, and my observations. To me, it seems like at gay bars and kinky gay events, other people that are non-ABDL are more open to learning about diapers or about age play versus um straight kinksters are there's more people that are squicked out about it or think it's wrong or think it's icky and <laughs> oh, no. the look on your face I think because 
because you've never been to a straight event. No, and actually, I was just about to ask you. So uh, I now officially live in Santa Barbara full time. And I found on FetLife that Santa Barbara does a munch every like first Wednesday of the month. So there's going to be one this Wednesday. And I was like looking to see like who has RSVP'd to go. And mm -hmm. it's all straight people. Mm -hmm. And it's all your, I hate to categorize it as this, but it, it's like all your like vanilla kink people right it's it's the buff straight guys that are like i want to tie up a little girl or it's like the women who are like i'm in lingerie like fuck me like yes that's kinky but like i think when i bring my diaper in pup essence i'm like oh i'm gonna scare these people like crazy so like Aww. do you have any advice for me going to like this straight munch as a diaper gay guy Okay, so this is not an ABDL munch. This is just a kink munch. This right? is just a kink munch. I have never been to a general kink munch. Oh, really? Yeah. I, because I feel like I, don't, I wouldn't belong. <laughs> I know. I, I like part of me wants to go so badly just to get like the sense of like, okay, who are the kinky people in town? Yeah. Because right. I, I generally get along with kinkier people because there's a there's more of an open mindedness or at least the people I surround myself with there's more of a playfulness in terms of sex right like sex isn't like let's do it mm. let's get out I don't know for to me I always feel like kinky people have more of a play a playfulness to their sex yes exactly and, so and also a psychological aspect too and a power exchange aspect to it like they understand those concepts right right you're not right it's kind of given so that's why I'm kind of like scared to go to this Santa Barbara munch because I'm like one it seems like it's all gonna be straight people hmm. and two it seems like if people are like oh what's your kink and I'm like I like to wear diapers and piss myself <laughs> not to mention the <laughs> other things I'm also into I'm gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna red letter my myself at this event oh my goodness so I kind of want to go with you just to like see if we could shock people <laughs> and have that be the goal but if they're accepting and super cool then awesome and that's two birds with one stone right right and see that's what i've always kind of like slightly hated about like twitter right like twitter's now become like the new tumblr where mm -hmm. you know kinks overlap each other a lot and let's say if you're into diapers and also into late um yeah latex yeah. And you retweet a diaper thing and maybe your latex followers are like, what the fuck is this? What's what's this diaper stuff? Like, I don't know. I always read those comments and I'm always like, we're all under one king family. Like, why do you have to why do you have to put the negativity there? Huh. But in a way, that's good that they feel comfortable, like having multiple fetishes and not hiding the diapers. Right. Good, right? On that, good on that one person for retweeting it. Bad on the person that's like. I'm not, I'm into latex, not diapers. Why are you retweeting this? Right. Because it exposes, it shows more people that, hey, some people like diapers or some people like age play. And then they can maybe do their own research or be aware that this is a fetish. Right? I, I mean, I totally agree. I always feel like the more exposure a kink has, the more the more knowledgeable the common base gets and then you you know there's more acceptance happening or or at least more knowledge of it happening right like i feel like a lot of kink fear happens with the unknown right if yes. someone sees a kink that they're like i've never seen this 
what is this? Right, right. But and if that's you, like a oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, the more it's being seen on Twitter and spaces and events, mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's how it kind of becomes less of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And it normalizes it because people see it more and more. And if they search it, then they can see, wow, it opens up this entire door to a whole new wing of life, I guess. Right. But that's a whole other discussion. Like, do we feel that ABDL is, is taboo? to the point where we don't want to go to a regular kink lunch. And I think that's kind of problematic that we, that we feel that way, that, that it's stopping us from going. Now you're making me think maybe I should just wear a onesie to this event, right? Like not expose the diaper, just mm-hmm. a nice onesie. See if anyone picks up on it. If someone asks, that's a cute shirt. I could be like, it's a onesie. Yeah, yeah, with some cute short alls and stuff. And and if people look, you know, closer, yeah. they can see the, the bulge. Because I guess that's another part of this conversation is like one straight events versus gay events, but also like your level of exposure at, it, at each event. I mean, I've never been to a straight event, but it, at the like a diaper active, people are just walking around in diapers. Is that the same for like straight events? Um, to all the straight events I've gone to, yes. Okay, so that's 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 the same. Yeah. That's weird, though, then if everyone's in diapers and you go and sniff someone's diaper crotch, that's now the weird pervy thing? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just my perception of what other people are going to think is weird. But I can assure you, at Diaper Active, I didn't feel weird, and there was, like, no hesitation. So maybe it's all in my head. It could be all in your head. It's all in my head. Right. Okay. So, so what has stopped you from going to a straight ABDL event, like a convention, which there's a good mix of all different types of people. I think what's the biggest thing to stop me is fear of going alone. That's always been like a big thing for me is fear of going alone. That's why like, usually when I go to events, I always like uh-huh. try to find one person that's going like, hey, can I like tag along with you? Great, thanks. Um, but it also goes back to kind of like, this is also kind of like a sexual thing for me. Uh-huh. And so I kind of just want to, well, actually, no, correction. I want to go back further. I think as a, as a gay man, uh-huh. a gay cis man, I kind of want to make gay gay diaper friends Uh right and so that's why I go to that's the reason I go to gay bars right I want to meet other gay people that's the reason why I go to gay events I want to meet other gay gay people and I think I have the same mentality going to gay diaper events it's like I want to meet other gay diaper boys right I have nothing Uh against meeting diaper women diaper girls diaper babies Uh um but I guess because I have that, like, also sense of, like, it's also sexual for me, uh-huh. that's why. But then as okay. I was thinking about this, this is going all over the place. But the <laughs> other thing I was thinking was, like, at Diaper Active, there are times where I feel like maybe I'm not tall enough or maybe I'm not cute enough. So then I'll start, like, then I feel like 
it's easier to have conversations with the girls at diaper active. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like okay. some, like at some point in the night, I kind of like get tired of putting on a show a little bit, I'm not saying like I put on a show to like talk to other people, but you know, oh. like when you meet new people for the first time, you kind of like, you know, pep in your step, like right. confident stuff. Yeah. I feel like at some points in the night, I kind of get tired and then I'm like, oh, there's this, <laughs> the group of girls standing over there. Let me go talk to them. And then I have a really good time <laughs> talking to them. Is it because you feel like you don't have to like impress them or act a certain way? Like, yes. Oh, that's interesting. So why do you feel like you have to act differently with, I don't know, with the, the gay guys? I don't know. Maybe it's my own fucked up psychology, but it's almost <laughs> like, you know, I feel like you kind of have to put on a show, at least for me. I don't know what this says about me. Hopefully yeah. none of this is incriminating. Oh, my God. But, but like, you know, like you put on a, like a little bit of a show to get noticed. Oh. I don't know why. Right. Like, like okay. if you want to make friends, you try to yeah. like, you know, you wear your, your best, your best onesie. Like, I mean, that like. If you meet me at an event, I have my leather crown on. I have my like favorite onesie on. Like I'm trying to put on right. best in show. Not not to just get Wait, noticed, but to did like you say best in show. Yeah, like you know, like oh, you, yeah. wear, you put on <laughs> you put on like your nice crown and your nice onesie and your thickest diaper. Just like just so like not just to get noticed, but like when you meet people, they're like, oh, that's a nice onesie. Oh, that's a nice crown, right? Like they they're talking points to make it easier yeah. for people to come right. up to you to talk to you. Right, and then you have to be on too when they come up to you and talk to you. Right, like, be exactly. very alert and hyper and just like high energy and stuff. Right. Where I feel like sometimes at these gay events, I get like a little tired and I'm like, oh, oh there's a group of girls over there. Let me go talk. To them. <laughs> Maybe you should go to straight events. I should. But then I'm like, oh, what happens if like the opposite happens? And I'm like, oh, now I'm feeling kind of horny. Well, then that's OK, too. Right. I guess. <laughs> Are there any guys at these straight events? Hopefully. I mean, there's lots of guys at straight events. But is we okay. meet gay guys. Do you feel like if at a straight event, right, the common the commonness is wearing diapers, could I go check a guy's diaper at a straight event? Okay, here's the thing. And I, at some of these, quote, straight events, right, a lot of, not a lot, but some of the guys that may be uh, bi or mm -hmm. queer, um, are straight presenting mm. so so people will just assume that they are straight like very straight as an arrow versus bi or bi curious or have their sexuality be very bendable mm -hmm. do you feel like because i feel like this is a discussion that gets brought up a lot you know just the sexual spectrum mm -hmm. do you feel like when you're kinky, it's more of a shade of straight versus like black and white straight or like, like for me, like a, a shade of gay, not I'm just uh -huh. gay. Because I can appreciate a good looking diaper girl, like, right? Like they have like the cute skirt on the thick diaper, like I can appreciate it. And it's kind of sexy too. Do you feel like that's the same way with the straight community? Like the gay the straight guys can appreciate mm -hmm. other straight guys in diapers yes 
and I know this from experience, um, just from seeing and knowing so many like people and clients throughout the years of doing sessions and going to events, a lot of the quote straight males that, mm-hmm. that you would assume to be straight um, are actually bi or bi curious. And a lot of them have fantasies about doing stuff with other guys or diaper boys but they don't tell other people they just tell you yeah it kind of sucks because <laughs> i'm like huh well i mean that sucks because i want to make it happen so then i'll have to try and find people to make this happen but then i also want to be part of it so i have to find the other person attractive too <laughs> Oh, so you're like trying to set all this up so they can have your their fantasy, but you're like, I want something out of this too. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, yes, but but I've had you know a decent share of diaper boy threesomes and stuff. Yeah, there you go. And then let's talk about you for a hot second because we met when I was in Las Vegas at EDC, Mm -hmm. and I think you told me you don't wear diapers, do you? I do not know. I have tried wearing them for partners and it's hot when it turns them on and I see a, a different side of them. That's very like, whoa, you know, as soon as they put one on me, then this whole other animal unleashes and that's super cool, but it doesn't do anything for me. So no, I don't wear. So explain that to me because I've only met people who also wear and are also into it. So like, how does make it make sense for me? I know I've only met maybe two or three other people that are like me and that where they didn't discover diapers on their own and then switched, you know? Um, so, whoa, geez, that's a really loaded thing. Um, my, I guess I've had a pee fetish and like a omurashi, which is like pee desperation and wedding mm-hmm. fetish since I was really, really young, since like very early childhood. And then I found a wet set at 19. Mm-hmm. And then of course I indulged in the wedding and the pee section. And then half of the site was ABDL, mm-hmm. except it wasn't called that. It was called infantilism Right. back then. Um, so I clicked on it and I'm like, what's this? And there were all these stories about uh, mainly guys. Well, I, because I'm straight, I would read the stories of guys getting diapered and look at pictures like that. And, uh, and it just sparked, it just hit like, Hey, this makes sense to me. And it's freaking hot. So So the essence that I get is it sounds very like mommy type, but do you identify as a mommy? No, I did before. And when I was doing like paid sessions, um, then I was whoever character that they wanted me to be, which is mainly mommy. And I have nothing against mommies. It's just, I don't have that mental capacity to, to provide that for somebody on any type of long-term basis. So therefore I don't identify as that. And I don't identify as someone who wants to, yeah, be someone's mommy, who wants to make all the decisions, who wants to do all the other things too. It's hot and I've done all those things, 
but I don't identify as that. I'm just a perv who likes guys in diapers and putting guys in diapers and pretending that they they have incontinence issues. <laughs> well, let's go into your name then. How did you get to the name Diaper Perv? Well, my first Instagram uh, got deleted. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What ABDL person hasn't had their Instagram deleted at least three times, right? I know. I know. Once, once you, like, you post one wrong picture and it's like they take it away and it's like what the hell and then you see all these straight profiles with like guys and they're like literally i can see your dick and, and instagram's like sure great what that's or you're a kim kardashian and you have millions of followers so they're like yeah whatever uh, <laughs> so my old name was ab mommy vegas mm -hmm. um and then it got deleted and i'm like well i can't live without instagram i have to make one right away again so i could see the diaper boys and <laughs> and I had made this resin keychain that said diaper perv on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I had the letters for it, I guess, to spell that out and it right. fit mm -hmm. in the mold. So I looked at that. I'm like, okay, that's my new name, diaper perv, that encompasses who I am. And I think at the time I didn't want to be necessarily called mommy. Like, mm. cool, if you're paying me for a session, I'm your mommy for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And even though I do the mommy things, I don't really like a bunch of strangers just calling me mommy because then right. there's an expectation mm. versus just a big who, you know, enjoys checking your diapers or putting you in diapers or making sure you're diapered without an, that much expectation. I'm kind of getting the feeling like the word mommy has a sense of like, if I'm your mommy, I'm doing this for you. And you're just kind of here for the ride where your stance is more like, no, this is like an even playing field. Like I get something out of diapering you and I kind of want to get something out of it too. I very much make sure I get something out of diapering. <laughs> if I'm playing with someone. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just psychological or mental, um, I feel like as a woman in this, in ABDL, then people will just see any woman that's not wearing a diaper and call them mommy. And then mm. there's an expectation or some type of ownership. And I'm not buying into that at all. In the essence of our conversation, do you think the word mommy has as much sex in it as versus like what you what 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 you represent like does the word mommy mm. when you say like when i think of the word mommy i don't actually think of anything sexual i just think of a woman babying another person and like checking their diaper and like maybe like some diaper rubs there but like i don't see like porn where oh. when and I say this with all the love, but what, like when I think of you and your scenes, and I've I've never seen one of your scenes, but when I think of scenes with you, I'm thinking like, oh, she's putting on like a hot show, and I would pay for that just for fans video. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I actually have like a ton of gay ABDL fans. Yeah. Which I didn't know, but when I go to like conventions, then they'll all recognize me, like people I don't know. Do you think it's because you like just are so comfortable in a in a diaper space being sexual as a woman and that's what the gays are are like 
Yes. Um, truthfully, I think they maybe follow me for baby Donnie <laughs> because the second question, they're like, okay, at a convention, they're like, oh, look, it's Diaper Perv. Oh, yay. I love your content. Is Donnie here? <laughs> That's always the second, the first question. Aww. <laughs> but I don't really care why they follow me as long as they do that's that's cool and if mm -hmm. they like the content and the positivity that's all that really matters i really don't know why no let's clue. go let's go back to that first do you think the word mommy has as much yeah. sexual connotation than mm -hmm. i think in the straight world it does the word sex and mommy are kind of coincide with each other yes yes that that straight males want a mommy and also the sexual stuff ideally from their mommy mm. what about your so going back to your name for a hot second the word perv always has a weird sting to it right have you ever experienced that yeah. the word perv have do you embrace that weird sting oh i love the word yes if you, if people just want to call me perv or deperv, that is totally cool. I think it has a negative sting to it when you're a guy, like, oh, that guy's a pervert. Oh, there's a pervert in the, in the bushes. Yeah. Cause I know on Grindr, you know, you, you see it in, you see it in the headlines, like, oh, I'm pervy. And then usually ask them like what that means. And it usually means something that like, you shouldn't be talking, <laughs> you shouldn't be talking about or something or like, or like. I don't know. It always has this weird essence to it. Like, oh, pervy, like it, it like, it, like something dark oh. and gritty. And depending on what you enjoy, it's either like we can talk about this or like, no, we cannot talk about this. And so that's right. why when I saw your name diaper perv, I was like, that's interesting that she takes such a weird taboo name and puts it in her name. Right. So when you saw my name, did you have a, I guess, negative thought about that you know i think because i knew you were a woman and i saw a diaper perv my mind immediately went to like like something more gentler right oh, like okay. you're probably just a woman that likes to diaper guys where like if you were a guy okay. and your name was diaper perv i would probably take a hot second and be like Hmm, what is mm. happening here? And what does the <laughs> word perv mean? Isn't it crazy how perceptions change like that simply because of the gender? Yeah. Yeah. I I love that word. I own it. And I think it is a good um, example to show other women that, hey, it's okay to just admit that diapers are sexual for you. I feel like a lot of women hide that. Like mm. they'll show their little side and they'll show all the cute, innocent things, but there are women who are DLs and that's okay. And I hope it gives them a positive someone that, to look up to. That's interesting you bring that up because as you were saying that, I was like, wow, I actually don't know any women or you know female presenting mm -hmm. that are dls like in my like when i think of a dl as a gay guy i'm thinking mm -hmm. like guy in a tank top in a diaper probably just came back from the gym 
right oh. like like very pedestrian plus diaper that's what that's what i think of dl maybe mm. a onesie but like not with cute print right like very right very plain, plain. i and i say plain yeah. with like the most loving terms yeah but when you said like there are dl women mm -hmm. i'm like what does that look like is it like what i just described but like in woman form yeah, like just wearing regular stuff and enjoying the diaper for the diaper itself and what it holds in there and all those aspects. Okay, you know what I love asking people, like clients, um, just friends, just anyone I meet, what came first, the diaper or the little space? For pretty much like 95% of men, they'll say the diapers came first. Mm -hmm. That's for me. Yeah. And then they'll see, you know, Little's aesthetic as they grow older and then be attracted to those aspects as well, or, you know, want to be changed by you know, a mommy or older female. Um, and I, I like to ask that of women too. And for them, uh, the little space came first. Are you serious? Yeah. And then they'll discover the diapers later or someone will introduce them to the diapers and they'll enjoy that. I'm not a psychologist. I don't believe you are either. Do you no. think do you think that comes from because males are very right? I think I remember hearing this in school. Males are very like sensual, right? Like it's all about touch. It's all about like, you know, in elementary school, it's playing with the blocks. It's playing with the building the sandcastles it's doing the sports it's very right it's very physical where mm -hmm. you know women and this is very general broad you know mm -hmm. i always feel like they're always good at you know reading in the beginning years of school like right it's all it's all up here mental mental mm -hmm. do you think that's logical do you think that's where it comes from that's why women do the mm. little side first and the guys do the diaper first because the diaper is more I mean, that that could be something. I've never thought about it before, but it makes sense to me that, that women want a feeling first mm. because women are very feeling. So they want to feel little or being taken care of by a big, maybe. And then all the other accoutrements come afterward. Because when you were saying that, I was also thinking about how you know, I think a lot of guys do the diaper first and then the headspace later because, mm -hmm. you know, this kink already has a weird paint against it, right? It like to to the uninitiated ABDL, oh, like always starts off as a, what do you like? You like to wear diapers? That's kind of weird, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it's always painted with that weird brush. And so I've always felt like the diapers are first because that's the easiest thing to grab onto, right? Like, oh, no, I just like to wear diapers. And then as you discover yourself, it's like, oh, no, I like to be a baby, right? It's it's connecting mm -hmm. that word diaper and mm -hmm. baby mm -hmm. that is always the hard part for some people, right? Like mm -hmm. they don't want to be associated with the word baby. Right, right. No, okay. that that is, it's true. It's true. And it, I find it's easier to, I guess, like display it for like the general populace as littles first as just age play and all the innocent stuff and then the more specific things that go along with that that's that may pertain to some people and not others oh for for the for the woman side um or just showing 
what ABDL is for the general kinksters or general population. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I see that. We're going so far off topic. Like there's so many other things on my notes. <laughs> no, I love it. I No, I, well, they're all kind of connected. You know, I don't think, I mean, to me, for as long as I've been in this community, I don't think I've ever had a conversation like this comparing yeah. the, the male side of, of the kink versus the female side. Cause I mean, it, I don't think it gets talked about a lot. I don't think anyone talks about it a lot. Okay. It is my, like, I guess, perception that there are a lot of gay ABDLs that aren't even aware of what happens in the straight world and the straight events or, or that there are women involved in it as well. Is that well, true? I mean, I think if you've been to Diaper Active, you know women show up because yeah. they always do show up. And, I'm, and I don't say that in a weird way. I'm just saying, like, when you go to the event, there's usually, like, a cluster of, you know, little forward-facing girls in the corner. And they're, like, they're kicking and they're having a good time. It's, like, you see it. And when I think of Capcom and stuff, like, I've never been, but, like, from the pictures I've seen seen of like you know the hotel room after parties like i there's girls there so like it's weird to think that like to think oh there's not women in this kink i think it's kind of obvious that there are but is it talked about a lot is there like a bridge of understanding between the the gay the gay perspective of the kink versus the straight perspective of the kink i don't think that gets talked about a lot no, and I'm not even sure if I understand what the question is in that. What you, what I, don't, you I don't know. Said. I don't know if there was a question there, but I'll, I'll give you a question <laughs> though, because um, so I recently came back from a bachelor party with a college friend. He's getting married to mm -hmm. to a woman. They've been mm -hmm. together for a couple years now. Totally cute, and we were talking about how I'll call them the straights. Mm -hmm. sex doesn't get talked about a lot with straight people or at least all my straight friends because we were taught there was another gay guy with me my gay friend and we were talking about kinks and then one of the straight one of our straight friends were like oh what are you talking about kinks that's why are you talking about kinks and I was like because as gay people that is a that is something that gets brought up when you're initiating a hookup is just like what kinks are you into or like what are you into wow and they and this all of our straight friends were like oh that's weird we never talk about that it's usually like oh i want to like i want to have sex with you and i was like so like if your girlfriend was like hey i want to peg you would you do it and they're like no i like and one of them actually said like oh yeah my girlfriend has asked like can i peg you and he immediately said no and I was like why'd you say no and he was like well I just didn't understand it and I was like well would you text your straight friend hey my girlfriend just asked can can she peg me like what should I do and he's like no I would never text a straight friend that wow I think everything you just said there is why I feel very comfortable in gay ABDL spaces <laughs> because I, I was just gonna ask you like do gay folks talk about their kinks and fetishes and the answer is, yeah, that's pretty normal. And I wish it was like that with straight people. So it is true. Straight people just don't talk about sex or, or if they do talk about sex, it's very top of the line, not getting into the nitty gritty de details. 
It's crazy. I don't know why straight people don't come out the same way or don't share their kinks or interests with their other halves. Like that's why you go on the ABDL Reddit and it's literally like, should I tell my girlfriend? I'm dating a new girl. How do I tell her? How do I tell my wife? <laughs> should I tell my wife? And it's yeah. like, dude, I to me, it blows my mind because I'm like, why haven't you tell, told them? You have so many resources. Like, why are you so worked up about it? It's hard for me to understand as someone who's very open. And I wonder if that's like connected to the whole like, like, you know, the phrase like the countries run by like old straight white men, like maybe that's why our sex education just sucks. Because, you know, it has this like, very biblomatic, we don't talk about sex, you know, we have to talk about like not having sex in sex education. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, like sex education did not prepare me for sex. No, it was horrible. No, no. Yeah, it was just talking about like contraceptives. Right. And I think as gay guys, I think that's why we talk about it so much because it's like, no one prepared us for this, right? Like even in sex education, I wasn't taught about how to have anal sex. I was taught I was taught how to have vaginal sex. And even at that, not really, because you you know, they were like, wear a condom and all this. They like, you know, they don't talk about like the other ways to stay protected. Yeah. Well, they did for me, I think. Um, oh, I went to an all-guy straight. I went to an all-guy Catholic high school. So, like, straight. We Part of our sex education was talking about how jerking off was a sin. <laughs> so did that stop you? No, if anything, it probably made it more because it was like, oh, I'm being rebellious. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean... You know what? I'm just going to be the one that just tries to normalize talking about kinks and talking about sex. It has to start somewhere, right? It has to start with yeah, someone, with people. But I wouldn't, ge- I wouldn't give gay guys a whole lot of credit because oh. going back to my situation here in Santa Barbara, all the gay guys that I meet in like the bars or like at events, you know, I'm just a very sex positive person. So like if you get me going... I will probably talk about kinks or sex somewhere in the conversation. That's just who I am. Like, that's my comfortable talking point. I do a whole podcast on it. So, of course, it's a comfortable talking point. And I always find that, like, there are some gay guys that get very uncomfortable when you talk about kinks. It's like, it's Hmm. they're like, let's not talk about this. This is weird. But in the comfort of their own home, they're having orgies. They're having, you know, three or four people coming by. So in my head, I'm always like, why is there such a disconnect? And maybe other people have experienced this too, where it's like, there are some gay guys that, you know, they'll have all the sex in the private, in privacy, Mm -hmm. but they'll never talk about it. Or they'll, or like, they're really kinky in the bedroom. But Uh once you close the door, they don't talk about it at all. Maybe it's just shame or not being comfortable with it, or maybe just not wanting too many people to know. It could be that. And I don't judge people when they don't want to talk about things and stuff. But I'm always like, I feel like it's healthy to have those conversations. It, 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 I think to me, I think it's just a healthy conversation to have. Now, granted, like, I don't think you should be at like a, 
a fancy dinner talking about like, oh yeah, I like to get like my black, <laughs> my back blown out. But like, you know, like maybe after dinner when you were all sitting by the fire and having a drink or smoking, like, oh why, yeah, why can't that be a normal conversation? I mean, it can be if you make it a normal conversation. If you start the conversation and you and people have had a few drinks, sure. But it's like that in the straight spaces too. Once everyone's like liquored up and high, maybe that's when, that's when the that's when the kink conversation starts. I don't know. I think it has a, a to do with a combination of things, like with how you grew up, with um, maybe religious stuff, with not wanting to be judged. I don't know. Okay, I have more questions for you. Yes. All right. Okay. Why have you not gone to any of the conventions? Uh, one fear of going alone. There's that one. <laughs> and then I'm short and I get sensory overload very easily. So like being short in a very uh -huh. crowded space is a very big turnoff for me. So I think with those two things, not wanting to go alone and then being short and being like crowded. Mm. Like I need to know the lay yeah. of the land. Like I've noticed, like right. I like to go to events that I've been to multiple times. Okay, I can tell you like at Diaper Active, it's way more crowded there than at a convention. Really? Which is, more, which is way more spread out. Yes. Oh. Yes. Like Diaper Active is like the literally the most crowded space I have ever been in, in ABTL. And you're also going to know so many people there. All right, I'll have it's it, it's on my to do list. I told the people at uh at who are doing summer camp. I was like summer camp. I was like one of the one of these years. I would love to do like a live show there, and they're like, "Go ahead, let's do it." And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So what about the the new one with Casey Strom doing it? I know he's asking for volunteers. I know he's still in like the yeah the, the building the team the thing. building the team thing mm -hmm. yeah. Um, our common friend Kyle, Kyle the movie. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's on the comms team, so that's yeah. kind of fun. And I think those are important, right? Like building these events. Like there's never an there's never how do I phrase this in English? You can't have too many events. That's my stance. No, no. There's definitely not enough space, especially since TeddyCon and then West Coast Jungle Gym. I don't know if they're going to come back. Right. That that one would have been a nice one for you because I feel like like there was a decent amount of gay folks there mm -hmm. and so you probably would have known a lot of them right maybe probably probably I mean because I feel like all the gay folks that came to West Coast Jungle Gym were in like the San Diego LA area yeah there's a lot of us in the yeah. SoCal area yeah yeah so you would have known people there and that was a smaller convention I think it was like 350 people in total and um, and I really like that space because they had a dark age playroom with like awesome dungeon equipment, and they they were very permissive there, Ooh. very permissive. <laughs> so it was it was fun. I have a question for you. Do you think hookup culture has affected how we navigate making friends and meeting people in kink communities? Oh boy. See, I don't really know that much about hookup culture just mm -hmm. because I'm not into just hooking up with people. 
I'm very diapersexual. Like I'm very, very narrowly focused in the diapersexual space. So um, no, I don't think hookup culture has, um, I don't know, it has a bad effect on ABDL culture, but I don't think it has anything to do with hookup culture. Um, people flake very easily, mm-hmm. not just in ABDL, not just in kink, but in general. Yeah. And I don't know what that's from. Just not wanting to take accountability for stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes from like a lot of things, right? Like, I think it sometimes it comes down to... I no longer find you attractive. So mm-hmm. I'm, if I ignore you, it goes away. I think right. it, sometimes, especially with ABDL, maybe like a sense of shame or fear, right? Like, oh, it's it's becoming real. I'm going to meet this person. I'm scared. I'm going to back out. And then I, I think the last one is, I think some people are just like not considerate of another person's time. Yes. Yes. It's a combination of all of those. Okay. So I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So for the gay or gay leaning events, like let's say um, DID, diapered in the desert in Palm Springs, how would the guys, the gay guys feel about if females and straight couples started coming to the events? Would you feel like, oh, this is our space and we don't want them there I don't know (laughs) I I have an opinion and I also have an observation Mm -hmm. my opinion on it is I'm oh I'm to me I'm totally okay having female presenting straight couples straight people going Mm -hmm. to diaper events such as diapered in the desert I've never been to that event but like I know enough about it to kind of know what happens there I would be okay with it as long as they didn't make me feel uncomfortable being my sexual pervy self. And what would they do or say that could make you feel uncomfortable? If I was like snoofing another boy's diaper and it was just like stares or something, or like if they like, right? Like body language. But, like but it, if they're staring, then you're assuming that it could be bad. But what if it's good? What if they're staring because they're like, oh, man, this is so hot. This never happens in our events. <laughs> well, if they were staring and they were like, this is hot or like, oh, yeah, like, you know, okay. like I wouldn't want them to just be staring. Right. Like <laughs> like gargoyles just like. Mm. <laughs> Wait, the oh, yeah. OK, I'm going to do that to somebody next time and maybe make them feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Just hover over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, where did you learn to do that? And they're like, you told me to do that. He's like, that's, that's how you show that you're really into it. Oh, yeah. Yes. He says, Newsy Baby told me that feedback is really important, especially positive feedback. <laughs> I mean, I have always said that, like, if you're if if I if I'm in a hookup and I don't hear a single word out of you, I feel like I failed. Yeah. Like verbal, verbal mm-hmm. gives off a sense of like what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You don't have to force it. You don't have to be like, oh yeah, that's so fucking hot. Like just like a, oh yeah, that's hot. Or like, mm. anyway, See, back yeah, to. I, 
Well, I was going to add to that. I think that is true of like regular sexual type encounters, but for in the diaper realm, just because I've like sessioned with so many people over the years and Mm -hmm. a lot of the times I'm their first at any type of diaper interaction, sometimes their minds just go blank and they don't know what to do or how to react, but they're reacting in their mind but it's not outward. Does that make sense? Because I've had sessions where I'm doing everything and there's no reaction. And then I'm like, are you okay? Is like, are you enjoying this? Is this okay for you? And they're like, yeah, this is mind blowing, but they just don't know how to. Okay. That's yeah. fine. That, no, that, that makes sense. Cause I've diapered plenty of like diaper boys and it's their first time. And they're not saying anything. <laughs> so, okay. Iris, Iris said my, Iris said my retraction. But in terms of the original question of like, if there were straight people at diaper in the desert and I was snuffing a boy's diaper, if I'm getting a sense, right? Like we all have like a sense of like when we're being judged or something. Yeah. If I get the essence of I'm being judged, then that would make me kind of be like, could you leave the room or like, should we take it somewhere else? See, and that's what it kind of boils down to like, I'm fine having straight people at, at, at events and stuff. It's just like, don't judge me for doing what I like to do. Cause I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to go into your space and judge you for what you're doing. Okay. So then there is, I guess, like a conception or stereotype that straight people are more reserved in their ABDL. Uh, do you feel that way? I mean, that's how I feel that what that straight people aren't as sexual in their spaces. Yeah. I guess I just don't see it enough. I'm just taking the stance of like, if straight people were going to like diapered in the desert or like, like at diaper active, if I saw like a straight guy and a straight woman making out and rubbing diapers, I'd be like, yeah, like good for you. I love this. Or if, like, I was making out with, like, a guy next to them and they were, like, ooh, that's hot. Or, like, or like you know, like, they're giving me, like, the eye, like, oh, like, good job. I'd be, like, yeah, like, this is fun. This is nice. We're all enjoying this event. Mm-hmm. Going back to your question, straight people at gay events. That's my stance. I'm totally fine having it. When I was in San Francisco and I talked to – and I was going to, like, a lot of leather bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a couple times where I would bring like a female friend from work to like, you know, the leather bar after work just to grab mm-hmm. a drink. And there were, depending on how drunk the crowd was, there were some times where like the bartender was like, sorry, take the girl out. Oh. Or there were like a lot of times where I was with other older gay guys at in gay spaces uh-huh. where a woman would come in and they would kind of make a remark of like doesn't doesn't she doesn't she know where she is she's in a oh. gay bar okay and i asked him that i was like why 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 such the divide why why is that happening and they basically were saying how like you know if you go back in history there wasn't Gay bars is were, were the only spaces for gay people mm-hmm. to have a space of their own and do mm-hmm. what they want and, you know, be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying, like, you know, when, when a woman just freely comes into the space, mm. it kind of 
defeats the purpose a little bit. Right. But that was their stance. And I was like, well, what happens if she comes in and she just wants to drink and then leaves? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. But like, she should be knowledgeable of like where she is. And I was like, what does that mean? And she, uh-huh. they basically were getting at like, you know, they would just hate to have a whole bunch of straight people come into a gay bar and like start making out with themselves and, or like being rowdy and, and stuff like that. Okay. But then yeah. now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm thinking about how you feel comfortable in gay spaces and how you might feel more comfortable to make out with your partner who or whoever you're with because you're feeling in a space that allows for sexual activity. Yeah. But then I'm also wondering, like, let's say if I went to diapered in the desert, do you think other people would feel like, oh, she's invading our space? I mean, I guess you can't really think on what other people are thinking. So that's right. and not I, a fair question. It's not a fair question, but those are thoughts that go through people's heads, right? Like that yeah. would be a thought that would go through my head. If I went to, let's say you were hosting, well, like, let's even put it into practical terms. This Santa Barbara munch that's happening later this week. Mm-hmm. I will probably have a sense in my head of like, oh, I wonder how gay I can be. Yeah. Right? I think it's kind of, unfortunately, still natural to kind of self critique yourself when you're going into a space that you don't know how much you could be. Yes, that is true. Yep. Yeah, unless you're familiar with that space, then it's just reading the room and not wanting to, I guess, offend anybody or have people talk about you. Right. Okay. These are all very open-ended questions. They're just questions to like <laughs> open the mind, but I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. They are, they are. What's okay. your second question you have for me? Oh, okay. Is there more drama in the straight ABDL spaces or the gay ABDL spaces? You know, so my only interaction with straight ABDL spaces is actually when you took me and Kyle and all of us EDC babies uh-huh. to that Halloween, the Halloween, uh, or not Halloween, haunted, haunted movie haunted theater. cocktail thing, yeah. Yeah, that was the only time I had really been in what I felt was a straight ABDL space. I know it wasn't an ABDL space, but like you just created like a space for babies to go and do this event, you know, go to this haunted movie cocktail event. Right. I know it wasn't ABDL centric, but like, I was kind of like, this is like a fun event. Like this is like an ABDL event. Oh yeah. I didn't sense any drama from any of your friends. But that's different because that's like a curated group of people. Right. That but that's all, know. that's all I can go off of. Cause I don't know a oh. whole lot of straight ABDLs. So oh. I can, I only, I can go off of that. The only other straight ABDL drama I could think of was there was this one time at diaper active there there was this guy and this girl and like they both loved each other uh-huh. but, like they they wouldn't tell each other that they loved each other it, it felt very like high school love uh-huh. like the guy was like oh I think she's so cute in her diaper and she was like oh he I just want him to daddy me but like they weren't telling each other they were like telling the people Cause I was standing in the, I was like standing in the center and like one ear was hearing this conversation with the guy that was like, Oh, I think she's oh. so cute and in a diaper. And like the other ear was like, Oh, he's so big and strong. I would just want him to diaper me. And in my head, I'm like, why don't you just turn around and tell each other? 
So did anyone facilitate that meeting for them to, to meet and talk? You know, if they were gay, I might've done it, but as a gay man, I didn't feel comfortable facilitating that. And I don't think any of their friends facilitated it. Oh, or, or maybe I left before the facilitation happened. Okay. Newsy, that is not even drama. I know. I'm not, <laughs> that's not so like, I'm, that's, I'm very bad at, at drama, but in terms of in the, in gay spaces, uh, like I said, I don't feel like I'd notice the drama or if drama is happening around me, I'm just unaware of it. But I remember the first time I went to diaper active, there was this guy who was crying and he was basically crying because this one daddy stopped daddying him and had uh -huh. moved on to like this other little and that's uh -huh. why they were crying but that's literally the only drama i've seen have i gotten messages since starting this podcast about drama the only drama i have been told about is uh -huh. how some littles feel like if they don't look like a jock or if they don't have like the big muscles and are skid skinny they get noticed those are like the wow. only things that I have been told or I have seen. Oh, okay. That's good. See, it seems so much more chill over there. <laughs> I just feel like in the straight spaces, there's so much just back talking and underlying hate of other littles and other ABDL girls and guys and just so much talking. Like people are very quick to bash each other and do, do you know what tea blogs are? No, what is that? I will show you later. I will link you to some. It's literally Tumblr pages where people write in and talk crap about other ABDL people. There's and a it's website whole, for it? There are multiple tumblr sites for that reason and it's mainly girls writing in and talking smack crap. about other girls yes it's That's horrible so wrong i know what that. do they gain from that i don't know because they're anonymous when they write in and it just shows how much like jealousy and and hate that they, I guess. Have. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that gay guys are are uh, exempt from that because do I mm -hmm. see it on Twitter? I'm not involved in the drama. Do I see it on Twitter? I see it all the time. I see people that are like, "Oh, you have you have three thousand followers and you don't have the time to talk to other guys. You think you're so cool." Like I see that on there, or you know, it seems like. And I'm not bashing furries, but I've noticed that there are a lot of furry profiles that seem like, like stirring the pot a little bit, like, you know, like little comments that like stir the pot that then start like some drama. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. And I'm always like, who does this benefit? Right. Unless, oh, okay. I have something to add about um, all the, the females that are back talking each other and stuff. I think a lot of it has to do with control, with wanting bigger followers or getting more popular in the scene. 
I could be wrong, but I think it's literally like Game of Thrones, but it's like Game of Diapers. <laughs> and it's it's trying to get people on your side, trying to bash other diaper girls so you're more popular. But do you really get popular by bashing other people? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. like did high school not teach any any of these people anything? Okay, it's literally like high school on the straight side. It is so horrible. And it's the girls trying to control most of it. Would you say there's a lot of cliques on the straight side that 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 deal with the drama? Yes. Yes. The and people I think... perpetuating the drama are very, very cliquish. And I'm not bashing clicks. I know that they happen, right? They're just kind of just, that's what happens socially. Clicks, clicks. If you take the negative connotation out of the word click, it's basically just a group of people that just enjoy each other's company. Right. right? That's basically what a click is. There's nothing wrong with a click. I always think clicks become negative when you don't, when you don't, when you're not nice to other people, right? Like, I always hate when I see like a new ABDL enter like diaper active or enter an event space uh-huh. and you know, they're walking around and they're walking by all these clicks and not one of yes. them and not one of them says like, Oh, cute onesie. What's your name? Right. It's right. so, e- it's so easy to just be like, Hey, nice onesie. What's your name? Great. Yes. <laughs> I've noticed that too at diaper active, but also at straight events as well. And that's why like at, the munches that I organize, I try to like train the key people to like go up to the new person. I'll be like new person. And then we all wave and try and get them to, to feel welcome. So they know that they're acknowledged and for someone to say, Hey, how's it going? What's your name? Do you think if they have social anxiety, all pe- all these people waving at them, it's just going <laughs> to like freak them out? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I do that at the park mainly because I'll see like people on the outskirts and they're looking over at our group going, okay, is this the munch group? (laughs) Oh, it's like a way to dictate like, hi, like, yes, we're over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like, yeah. Is there drama in gay spaces? I totally, I bet there's drama on both sides, both sides of the aisle. The only time I have a problem with it is when, you're attacking other people like there's there's no reason for it like you don't gain anything i don't think you gain popularity when you attack another person i don't think you gain any status when you attack another person i mean what do you gain and to the people that are like oh i have all these followers if anything you should be more of an example for people right like the more followers you have you should be more of an example or if right. you don't, or if, or I've had the conversation with another kingster where like, should the number of followers dictate how much of a role model you are? And she said, no, but I don't think there's space for you to be less of a model. Right. And right? just true. be a good person. Right. Yeah. No, I fully agree with that. And I think when you have a lot of followers, people see you as a role model. You're not in control of that, of how they see you or what they expect or get from you or think that they get from you. Right. And you can totally tell that there's, I'll call it something murky in the water because a, a Twitter person that I follow 
who I think is extremely hot, but I also think is a really good person, is Bandit, the himbo. Oh, I don't know his full name, but basically he he's up in Seattle and he has all these followers and he's made his own little like pack. And it's super good stuff. He's doing super co cool stuff in the community. But he posted one day that he got a message from someone saying like, oh, I think you're so cool, but I don't know if I can message you. So here's my message. Hello. And he basically was saying like, if you feel like you can't message me, you can. <laughs> and it's and it kind of just shows how like, why is it that when we see someone with a lot of followers, we think they're not going to talk to us? It's just perception because it's like that in the vanilla space, you know, people hold you up to be like a celebrity or someone who's super popular and busy. It's just perception. That's all it is. Yeah, but it has to come from somewhere. Like, like, that's why, like, I, I always respond to people that message me like, Hey, I love your podcast. And I'll always say, thanks for listening. And they're always like, Oh my God, you responded. And I was like, why, right, wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't I respond? <laughs> Same with me too. It's, it's funny. I have no idea. And I it's always just... feel so bad for those people that like, I'm so sorry for whoever like you messaged that you looked up to and they didn't respond to you. Like, I am so sorry for you. But I think it's just perception. Some people think of, you know, certain people as ABDL celebrities, whether they like it or not, because they put themselves out there or they put out good content or they seem to be natural leaders. That's just life, you know. Which is dumb because at the end of the day, we're just people that enjoy diapers. Like really, like at the end of the day, I'm just a guy <laughs> that likes pissing on himself that wears diapers. Like there's nothing crazy special. Just a guy so, that likes wetting himself. Right. Yeah. And I should message, you know, Jason Momoa and he should respond to me. I'm just kidding. No. You know what? I want that energy for you. Go message him. Be like, look at what I could do for you. No. Let me diaper you up. No, I'm too shy. <laughs> oh, uh, in wrapping up, because we could have a we could have this conversation literally all day. But in wrapping up, what would you what? Oh, I just wanted to add something about oh, like the, the New Orleans event that's mm -hmm. going on right in yeah, yeah. Um, October. Yeah, Diaper and, Fancies event. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a name for it. The NOLA event. Um, I had told this one guy that lived in New Orleans about the event and he's a straight male. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Oh, cool. Let me check it out. And then he's like, Oh, it seems like it's a gay event. Oh, I don't think I would go. And I'm like, well, why not? And his answer, and I'm quoting him with his permission is that um, I would feel weird as a straight guy about taking advantage of or taking away from a gay event something that's supposed to be for them. And, um, and he doesn't want to be disrespectful of their spaces. But it's not necessarily a gay event, right? No, I haven't seen it advertised as a gay event. But it's going back to that whole perception thing, right? Like we have perceptions of, is this a gay event? Is it a straight event? Am I am I walking? Am I walking into a space that I might that's not my the intended audience, like I'm not the intended mm -hmm. audience for this event? Mm -hmm. right are those natural feelings for your friend to have totally is it a gay event i would say no i've talked to the event organizer he's never told me like oh yeah it's a gay event and we're all gonna have big gay sex <laughs> no they're just gonna go around new orleans and like hang out and be in diapers um i think your friend should go 
because what's so wrong being a straight guy with gay diaper friends? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, like why, what, like what's so wrong? And he, and diaper fancy hasn't advertised this as a sex event. So it's, he doesn't have to worry about like, Oh, not being able to perform. It's just a bunch of diaper people right in new orleans so to that i say he should go he should make some gay diaper friends and then he'll know people in new orleans exactly yeah (laughs) and there might other be other straight people there too right and it goes back to that thing of like maybe there's other gay guy or maybe there's other straight guys that are like i want to go to this event but i don't know if i'm the intended audience but then they see your friend going and and maybe they'll go to the next one yeah yeah that's that's true Okay. No, that's, those are great points. Right? Yeah. That's how I would view it. Now, like, if I saw a diapered dungeon event, like, gay sex at the diaper dungeon, I'd be like, hmm. If I was straight, I'd be like, maybe that's not my intended audience. <laughs> right? It's like those context clues. But no, I think, I think your friend should go. That's oh, my okay. sense. But he should also, okay. di- he Thank should you. also message uh, Diaper Fancy because he, he's, he responds to all the messages I send him. He's a very nice guy. That is a great thing. Message the host. Yeah, I every Directly. every yeah. every event organizer I've messaged has always at least given me a response. Sometimes they don't want to be on the show, but they've always given me a response of like, here's some details about the event. Right, right. They're being good stewards. And I think that's a huge part of being in a kink community is you should be good stewards, that you shouldn't gatekeep. And I feel like that gets yeah. brought up a lot is a lot of gatekeeping and you hear that word a lot like oh like he's gatekeeping or she's gatekeeping yes oh yeah totally no I know I'm so against that um I recently did a poll on my Twitter and I asked like what is the main reason you go to any ABDL event and um and one of the answers was to potentially meet a partner And I think maybe that could be the reason why there's not that much crossover as well, because the straight people are hoping to meet a partner for themselves and the gay folks are hoping to meet a partner, play partner for themselves. And 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 that is my constant struggle with gay people. What is... I feel like, so since moving to Santa Barbara, I feel like every gay guy I meet they're either looking at me like, would I hook up with him? Would I not hook up with him? And if oh. the answer is I'm not going to hook up with him, I feel like I don't get the time of day to be a friend. Yeah. Like there are times yeah. where I'm in gay spaces where I'm like, I just want to find a friend. Right. But I feel like I'm auditioning to be your play partner. Right. Does I can ha- see that. Does that happen in the straight community? <laughs> I feel it doesn't. No. See, the, you got you have a good on that side. In that perspective, I feel like I make I feel like I make women friends or female facing friends faster mm. than gay friends cuz I feel like there's this constant oh, he just wants to be my friend so he can hook up with me. Mm, okay. Or at least that's what I sometimes feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, "No, I just like, I have a boyfriend. I have a fiancé. Like, the sex right. is good there. I just want to be a friend. Right. And if you want to have sex with me, great. But, like, I would like to be your friend first. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's not like that at all. 
in the in the straight spaces like there I have lots of straight guy friends there's straight you know women friends or bi friends or lesbian friends yeah it's it's not like that man I wouldn't like that pressure is that why a lot of gay guys strive to look aesthetically as pleasing as possible you know what I think that I think I think that's a reason why I think mm -hmm. that that's that's definitely a reason why that happens why why going back to the beginning of our conversation why I feel like I'm I have to put on a little bit of a show to talk to other gay guys right like I want right. to be noticed and if you're not yeah doing a certain thing now is that bad for me mentally am I am I tapping into like a stereotype of like oh gay guys just are always performing to make friends I don't know if I'm playing into that but that's what I feel when I am talking to other mm -hmm. gay guys is I have mm. to perform a little bit and that's so sad right. Right, the audition. The audition. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I don't feel like that at all. I've never felt like that. Huh. That's so sad. All right, in wrapping up. <laughs> yes. Or do you have any other questions? I don't, no. Okay, so in wrapping up, what, and you can ask me the same question from the gay side, what would you tell a straight person who might be entering a gay space, what advice could you give them? I would say that um, you don't need to stress out that not all the guys are gonna grab, you know, you or your butt. <laughs> and they're not all gonna hit on you because uh, I think they can probably tell you're straight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I don't think girls would have any type of apprehension going into the gay spaces, but a lot of straight guys do. So, and I've told them before, I've brought a straight friend to Diaper Active who's never gone before. And afterwards he said, um, he has a better understanding of what it's like to be a girl. Oh, to be hit on and be hit on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a guy did grab his diapered butt. <laughs> oh, did he not like that? Um, I think it like just shocked him mm. because that's never happened before because I guess in the straight spaces, there's so much emphasis on like asking for permission for everything, you know, before you do it like asking, is it okay to hug you? Is it okay for this? Is it okay for that? And that's so big in that, I guess, kink culture. I know we're wrapping up, but I just, you sparked a question in my mind. Do you feel like in gay spaces, there's not a constant check-in of like, is this okay? I don't know because I'm not gay. Oh. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fair. Maybe that perception a little bit, yes, that they're more open with their sexuality or just more forward with it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Diaper Perv, for coming to Newsy's Nook and and having this open conversation about the differences between gay and straight ABDL events. Yeah, we delved pretty deep into it. We probably could have delved deeper, but...
<laughs> it's almost two hours now. <laughs> yes, but I loved every second of it. Yeah, Thank it was you. great. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Thank you, Diaper Purr, for having that conversation with me. If you have a topic you would like to discuss, or if you just want to show off your soggy diaper, feel free to message me on Instagram or Twitter at NewsyBaby. All right, kiddos, I got to go change. See ya. Bye. Ha. It's no secret that I'm a Megasoka. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the Soka? And then I found North Shore's Megamaxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours, I know! And they come in a variety of colors like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is, it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says, be dry, be confident, be you.